For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part 24 of the series. So we see here that Ezekiel tells us that when the 12 tribes of Israel are united, which is likened to a resurrection of the dead, they will know the Lord. They will know that Yeshua is Messiah. And that is what Paul is referring to in Romans chapter 11, verse 15, that what will be the receiving of them? Life from the dead. That means Judah will believe that Yeshua is the Messiah when they witness the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 14. And I will put my Ruach, I'll put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you into your own land. There is a prophecy here continuing on in Ezekiel chapter 37 regarding the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Ezekiel was told in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 16. Moreover, son of man, take you one stick. Now the word here in Hebrew is eights which means tree. It literally says take one tree, but you don't think of you grabbing a tree with your hand, so it's translated take one stick, write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions, take another stick or eight or tree and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions and join them one to another into one eight, to one tree, to one stick, and they will become one in your hand and when they come together it says, Ezekiel chapter 13 37 verse 22, I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. One king will be king to them all, and they shall no more be two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. And David, my servant, will be king over them. They will have one shepherd. They will also walk in my judgments, observe my statutes, and do them. And so David is a reference to Yeshua, the Messiah, the king kingly Messiah, who's called Messiah ben David. This is a prophecy that in the Messianic era that the Messiah, who is the one shepherd over the two sheepfolds, that he's going to rule and reign over all 12 tribes united during the Messianic era, and they will follow his Torah. They will walk in my judgments, observe my statutes, and do them. The prophecy 
that was given to Ezekiel is take one stick or Hebrew, one tree, and then take another tree and join them together. Now, what tree do you think this is referring to? It is going to be an olive tree because both houses of Israel are likened to an olive tree in Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 16 and 17, as it is written, the Lord called your name a green olive tree. And at the end of verse 16, it says, and the branches of that olive tree are broken. Now, who is this olive tree? In Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 17, it says, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. So the house of Israel or the northern kingdom or the 10 tribes, along with the house of Judah, are like to an olive tree and by breaking the covenant their branches got broken so how are those broken branches going to be mended or restored that is what paul is describing and teaching and explaining in romans chapter 9 through chapter 11 now in jeremiah chapter 11 verses 16 and 17 this olive tree here is referring to the literal house of jacob all 12 tribes consisting of the literal house of Israel, the northern kingdom, Ephraim, and the literal house of Judah, or the southern kingdom. In Romans chapter 11, Paul is explaining how the olive tree there consists of wild branches and natural branches. And he tells us in Romans chapter 11, verse 17 and verse 24, that both the wild branches and the natural branches are grafted in. Commonly, in the minds of many Christians, they understand that the wild branches are grafted in. They see themselves as wild branches, but they don't have in their mind that Romans 11 tells us that the natural branches, when they believe that they are grafted in as well to their own olive tree. So both the wild branches and the natural branches get grafted in. Romans chapter 11, verse 17. And if some of the branches be broken off in you being a wild olive tree was grafted in among them, and with them you partake of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Then in Romans chapter 11, verse 24, for if you were cut out of the olive tree which was wild by nature and you were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree how much more shall these which be the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree now the root of that tree is Yeshua the Messiah the branches of the olive tree are the two houses of Israel the one branch consisting of the northern kingdom the house of Israel grafted in the other branch being the house of Judah or the southern kingdom or the Jewish people. Now, what about those non-Jews who are among the nations? When they get grafted in, they're going to get grafted to the non-Jewish part of this olive tree. And when you get grafted into something, you become a part of it. So the house of Israel is going to consist of those who are literally descended from the northern kingdom who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, they got grafted into the house of Israel in being believers. But those from the nations, since they're non-Jews, they are going to be grafted in and be long and be a part of the house of Israel, the non-Jewish branch of the olive tree. And once those
those from the nations get grafted in, they belong to the olive tree. They are a part of the olive tree. They are a part of the nation of Israel. They're part of the commonwealth of Israel. Well, next, we're going to look at the word in English to describe the grafting process in horticulture. And this word is spelled in English as S-C-I-O-N. And that is an old English spelling that is derived from the Hebrew Zion. Zion in Hebrew is spelled with the Hebrew letters Zadi, Yod, Vav, and Nun. And Zadi is often rendered T-Z, but it gets transliterated into English as S-C in Old English. So what is the meaning of Zion? It is a term that refers to grafting where the Zion, as you would say it in English, is a detached shoot or twig containing buds from a woody plant. Grafting is a method of plant propagation widely used in horticulture where the tissues of one plant are encouraged to fuse with those of another. Grafting can only be done between reasonably closely related plants. In other words, Christmas and Easter does not graft with Passover and tabernacles. In other words, Sunday does not graft with Sabbath. Grafting is only done between reasonably closely related plants. So believers in Yeshua as the Messiah who seek to follow his Torah and express their faith in him by keeping biblical Sabbath in the biblical annual festivals of Passover through the Feast of Tabernacles, you are able to graft that with the house of Judah who believes in following the Torah, who believes in keeping the biblical Sabbath and the annual biblical festivals. It goes on to explain that in most cases, one plant is selected for its roots. Spiritually, this would refer to Yeshua, the Messiah, and this is called the stock or the rootstock. The other plant is selected for its stems, leaves, or flowers, and it's called the scion. And this is those who are selected of the house of Israel and the house of Judah for the graft. Now, this is prophetic that that the grafting process is called Zion, or in English, Zion, because the term that describes the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel in the end of days is Zion. And Zion is a nation that is born in one day during the tribulation period. And with the birth of biblical Zion comes about the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 66, in verse 8, it is written, who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Travail of Zion? Travail is a reference or an allusion to tribulation, which is also called the time of Jacob's trouble, and it's the time of birth pangs. But as soon as she travailed, as soon as Zion was born during the tribulation, she brought forth her children. And who are the children of Zion? It is the unification of the 12 tribes of Israel. So when you see the birth of biblical Zion, Isaiah 66 verse 14 says, your heart will rejoice and your 
your bones will flourish like an herb. And the hand of the Lord will be known to his servants and his indignation toward his enemies. Once biblical Zion is born, the God of Israel is going to begin the process to show the world openly who his people are and do miraculous things for them in delivering them from their enemies and bringing them back to the land of Israel. But to the enemies of biblical Zion, strong judgment will come upon them as it says indignation will be toward the enemies of Zion. So how is biblical Zion going to come about? It is something that takes place during the tribulation period and I believe Revelation chapter 12 speaks of this. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1 says, And there appeared a great sign in heaven. And this sign is a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. So this sign is a woman who has a crown of 12 stars. What is this describing? It's describing the 12 tribes of Israel. And the emergence of this woman is described as being a sign. Well, if you look at Jeremiah in chapter 31, in beginning in verse 15, then verse 17, 20, and 21, it says, For thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, Rachel, weeping for her children, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. And it's told of her, there is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. And a specific reference is made in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 22, Ephraim is Ephraim, my dear son. So the subject here is Ephraim returning to the land of Israel. Now, in Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8, where it says, as soon as as Zion travailed. Zion is the Strong's number 6726 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And if you look up the word in the dictionary, it will say it is the same as the Strong's number 6725. Now, the way you pronounce Zion in Hebrew is Zion. And Zion is spelled in Hebrew with the Hebrew letters Zadi, Yod, Vav, and Nun. And the Strong's number 6725 is the Hebrew word Zion. Zion or Zion is the same as Zion in Hebrew. Zion contains the same four letters as Zion. Zion is spelled Zadi, Yod, Vav, Num. So the Hebrew words Zion and Zion have the same four Hebrew letters, Zadi, Yod, Vav, Nun. And in the Hebrew language, it is a special language unlike any other languages in the world. And Hebrew words that contain the same Hebrew root letters are related or associated with each other in thought and understanding. So the meaning of Zion is a sign. So the family meaning of Zion is a sign. In Revelation in chapter 12 in verse 1 it says there appeared a great sign in heaven. I could read this if I was translating it into Hebrew. There appeared a great Zion. There appeared a great sign in heaven. So many want 
want to know, how do I know when I'm to return to the land of Israel? What you're doing is you're asking for a sign. And the Hebrew word that means a sign is zion or zion. And so that sign is given in Revelation chapter 12. And the sign is the woman that has a crown on her head. The crown represents ruling and reigning because the 12 tribes united is going to rule and reign with the Messiah in the Messianic era. And this sign is associated with the tribulation because it says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 2, and she being with child cried travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. It is the cry of the watchman in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 6. We see the cry is the following. There will be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry arise and let us go to Zion under the Lord our God. Who is these watchmen that are proclaiming arise that means awake from your spiritual slumber realize and understand and know what has happened and when you see certain significant events, you are to arise to go to Zion. Now, looking at this verse, Jeremiah chapter 31 in verse 6, in the book, Ephraim, the Gentile Children of Israel by Yardavidi on page 224, he explains that a Jewish rabbi named Don Isaac Arbabanel, who lived from 1437 to 1508, explains that the word watchman here is Notsrim. The Hebrew word for Christian is Notsri or plural Notsrim. The Hebrew word for watchman is Natsar. Natsar and Notsri contain the same Hebrew root letters. And as we mentioned, Hebrew words that contain the same Hebrew root letters have a similar family meaning. So a watchman, Natsar, can be a reference to a Christian. And this is the interpretation that Rabbi Arbabanel gives to this verse where he says, the prophet foresaw through divine inspiration that the people here who this verse is referring to would be regarded and be named Notzrim or Christians. And so therefore, Notzrim is a term used by the prophets to refer to future Christians. In Psalm 126, in verses 1 and 2, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. So the subject is turning the captivity of Zion, ending the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. Associated with this, Psalm 126, verse 2, Then our mouth was filled with laughter. So Laughter or joy or celebration is associated with ending the captivity of Zion. So let's see this connection in Isaiah chapter 35 verses 1 and 2 and verse 10 where it is written, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion that that is ending the captivity of the 12 tribes of Israel with songs and everlasting joy. They will obtain joy and gladness. So the return of the 12 tribes of Israel in the end of days 
is Zion being redeemed. And Zion is related to the Hebrew word Ziud, which means a sign. So the sign that the God of Israel is going to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel is the birth of biblical Zion. And with the birth of biblical Zion, we will have the beginning of the process to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. We can see this in Micah in chapter 5 in verses 2 and 3. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. So this is speaking about Yeshua the Messiah. And then it says about him, he will give them up, meaning he's not going to fully reveal himself to his people as the Messiah. And the phrase that the Bible used for this is he hides his face. And there's a reference to this in Isaiah chapter 8 verse 17. So he's going to hide his face until the time that she which travails is brought forth. Who is that speaking of? It's speaking of the birth of biblical Zion. And as soon as biblical Zion is born, then the Messiah is going to begin to reveal himself to his people, and that will trigger the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return unto the children of Israel. Paul then explains in Romans chapter 11, verse 26, that this olive tree, fully grafted Zion, is redeemed by the Messiah. And then he says, and so all Israel shall be saved. Who is this all Israel that he's referring to? He's referring specifically as it relates to the end of days as the gathering and uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. They will be saved. They will be delivered from their enemies during the tribulation period. And this is a reference to the beast and the beast system. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. So how is the biblical state of Zion going to be born during the tribulation period? It is going to be a rebellion against a Palestinian state. The setup of a Palestinian state is a tribulation event and the non-acceptance of that by those in the land who want to stand on the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they are going to cry out and they are going to declare an independent state. In the Bible refers to that independent state as biblical Zion. And when that independent state is born, it's going to be born through much travail. But Messiah is going to fight for biblical Zion, defeat the enemies of Zion, and he is going to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel with signs, wonders, and miracles. And so this will be the completion of his messianic task, which he initiated initiated at his first coming when he died on the tree to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel, as Yeshua himself said in John chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, which is repeated in John chapter 11 in verses 49 through 52. That when Yeshua died on the tree at his first coming, it was to forgive the sins of the 12 tribes of Israel for breaking the covenant. And in offering forgiveness of sins to them, he offered forgiveness of sins to the entire world. And all those from the nations who would receive the redemptive work of the Messiah, they would be grafted into the house of Jacob, and they would be a partaker of the promises that was made
prayed to the house of Jacob that there would come a day that the 12 tribes of Israel would be gathered from the nations where they've been scattered and brought back to the land of Israel. So we can see from this teaching how this is a central theme of Yeshua's ministry and it is an understanding and a message that was proclaimed in the epistles as well. We see that the book of First Peter was written to the northern kingdom in exile, and Paul addressed the northern kingdom to those who live in Rome, and he explained their role in Romans chapter 9, 10, and 11 in believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, their role in provoking Judah to jealousy as it relates and pertains to the gathering and uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is why Yeshua raised up disciples and sent them out into the nations of the world, all the earth. Well, that's going to conclude part 24 of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.